I've had an ass full of Taylor Swift. <laughs> And she's infiltrated football, and I think everybody should really kind of, like, take a long, hard look in the mirror and realize, like, what we're doing here. Yes. We've created this monster, and the more that everybody talks about it, the more it just keeps, like, perpetuating this whole problem. Like, enough okay, with it. Okay, let's stop. Okay, <laughs> God, we'll stop. Let's not be part of the problem. All right, we are back with season three of Real in the Field. And your eyes don't deceive you. This is a new studio, new set, new background. Real in the Field's got a new home base. That's it. We're moving on up. The sponsored checks have been clearing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're here. So we're at a new location. Um, this is going to be our, you know, our, our uh, now our home base. Uh, we'll be uh, recording out of here. It's, it's official. We've got... Uh, yeah. We've got a good little, got a little spot here. A little setup, some yeah. lights, some technology, a little, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, dialed in. We're moving on up. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's partially been the reason why we've been on a big hiatus. We've been away for a while. I know we've got people that are uh, hitting us up asking for some new episodes. Yeah. Um, part one was, yes, getting a new studio, studio getting this all set up. Uh, part two, uh, you got some stuff going on that kind of had I'll you. For, I'll go first. Uh, well, we had football season. Yeah. Um, I'm on football. We uh, won a league title. Yeah. Uh, so back to back there. Uh, early round, uh, first round exit from the playoffs. So not happy with that. But yeah. Um, so you guys had a, a good season. You got a, a lot to hang your, uh, you know, hang your your hat on. A lot of good stuff. A lot of a lot of positive stuff. Yeah, and we got a lot of guys coming back. Yeah. Um. So we got that going on. So that ended, uh, and then we rolled into the holidays. Oh, and yeah. I was both being dads, so the holidays are always big. And oh yeah. Um. But then the major thing I had, I had shoulder surgery. Yeah. So I've been cut that shoulder open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should be in my sling, but I'm taking a break tonight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had major surgery, uh, had a full replacement. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, thanks to Dr. Roger Song. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> hooked this guy up. Got some metal in there. Got some titanium. A full on. Full, full on. replacement. Full yeah. on. Took that old beater out and <laughs> just put it swapped it. <laughs> yeah. A new bottle. 2023. Yeah. So, um, so I've been doing that. It's like. Six weeks or so yeah. since that. So just kind of easing my way into PT. Yeah. And so we had to take a break for that. Yeah. That's so uh, that kind of that kind of pushed back the the start date. Start date. Bit. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So. It's, a, it's a lot. That PT is going to still you'll yeah. work through it and do some episodes now that you're doing PT. Yes. But the <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. But it was good. I yeah. feel I feel pretty good. And good hopefully. Now. Uh, things will keep moving forward. So yeah, that's what I had going on. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, so, well, so for me, I was in the midst of uh, buying a new house, renovating a new house, gut, I mean, doing all sorts of uh, remodeling, taking stuff down, play, pulling stuff out. I, I mean, was it was a full, yeah, oh, dude, you there. and I both like with crowbars taking out some yes. flooring. Yes. Uh, so that definitely took up a lot of uh, a lot of the time, but you know, I think it was it, one. It was uh, it was great to to a buy a house and just kind of get that. You know, we we sold our house uh, a while back, and we're just you know been steadily looking for a place. Um, but you know, it gives me an opportunity to talk about that and give 
listeners uh, a little kind of peek into you know my new journey in buying yeah. a new house and then doing some of these remodels. Like legitimately fresh, brand fresh. new. Oh yeah, I mean, take yeah. So Paint still little drying. Bit, little bit every episode. <laughs> yeah, gonna... I think it's a it's it'll be a good. Um, It'll be good just to kind of go kind of through the film and break down yeah. like, you know, what our experience was. Everyone's is a little bit different, but, you know, you can I think, uh, you know, the listeners will take um, they can take something from that if they are similarly going to buy a house, do some remodeling uh, and want some of it, the pointer, some of the things that we ran into, some of the. Um, you know, kind of uh, the way that we navigated uh, yeah. the whole process. Um, so I think what we'll do is I'll parcel it out, um, you know, uh, kind of episode by episode. Um, I'll give out kind of little chunks of the process, uh, starting from purchase, you know, putting together the offer, uh, getting accepted, all that, and then move into uh, some of the remodel that we did, yeah. flooring, things like that, and just kind of give some uh, information on, you know, just uh, a lot of times, like, you just don't know where to start. You don't know uh, what is, what it's going to take. And, um, you know, if I can kind of provide a little bit of uh, insight there, yeah, I think yeah. it'll be beneficial be to everybody. So we each had our reasons why we were MIA yes. for a while. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody who's now listening um, and has kept with us. Yep. And uh yeah, we'll keep we'll keep pumping them out now. Now that we got your shoulders good, yeah, now, you got, got our feet on the ground. Now. We got now our feet ready. on our yeah, we're we're <laughs> dialed in. We got a new studio. I mean, all this has been kind of like, you know, crazy changes, but it's all for the for the you know, for good. Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll keep moving forward and get some new episodes out. But now here we are. I mean, it's kind of kismity the way that this is all kind of timeline is laid out, you know, starting back from our first episode forever ago. It was yeah. about the same timeline. We're in playoff football, yep. which that's where we're in right now. We're fresh. We're recording. Wild card weekend. Wild card weekend is, is now officially yeah. behind us. And as you're listening to this, it'll be, you know, about a week, uh, a week yeah, out a from days, now. Yeah. A couple so, days. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. First game, Browns and Texans. Yeah. And the Browns went out there and just laid it in. Took a brown. <laughs> it was it was terrible. But okay, but we have to preface this. Yeah. So before the game started, yeah, I emailed you. Oh man, you emailed me, and yeah. we sent each other our picks without looking at the emails or anything like that. Right? Yeah. Just, we drafted them up. Okay. I went with the Texans. Yeah. I think C.J. Stroud is pretty darn good. He had a really good season, rookie year. Yeah. Um. He scored the worst on the like cognitive test out of all the quarterbacks, the rookies. Yeah, but the Duke can play, yeah, and Duke they were ball. at home. I mean, that's a big part of it. That's um, it's 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 a there's a home field advantage. It's all cliche, same yeah. for a reason because yeah, it's you got the crowd behind you. You got you know you're pumped up. You're playing at home. Um, it, it, in okay, in hindsight, you can kind of like say, yeah, he was playing. He's like he's a baller and he's going to yeah. ball out. If it was the other way around, you would be saying, well, of course, it's the old-timey vet that's, like, crafty and knows how to get things done. But, you know, here we are. And <laughs> Yes. Okay. But I'm going to say this. Joe Flacco was on the couch. Yeah. Six weeks ago or whatever, however many weeks it was. Right. There was a reason. Uh, he for, wasn't no, a, for sure. He wasn't you're a right. starter. He was, you know what I mean? He, no, you're he right. He had been out of the game for a while. So, 
I just felt like it was a matter of time yeah. for it to catch up. For it to catch up. For the old Sleepy Joe. Yeah. He did fall asleep on the sideline oh, a couple, yeah. couple of weeks ago. So, so I was expecting that. Yeah. I got caught up in the whole fanfare and wanting Cleveland. I'm, dude, I root for the underdog. Every, yeah. like, oh, it's, for it's, sure. it's hard not to root for the underdog. And that city and that team has been the underdog for forever as long as i've been watching football that team has just been uh, just always been the underdog yeah and so there was that part of me that you know wishful thinking and hoping that they would somehow pull it out and sleepy joe would you know come out and yeah. slang it all uh, over the uh, field uh, but dude youth youth got him yeah. and the youth got the better uh, the upper hand yeah and he just yeah completely just uh just laid an egg man i mean his stats are horrible is like he just a couple picks and yeah yeah not good. All right, moving on. Yeah, Miami, yeah, Kansas City. Dude, playing in that cold, <laughs> I was freezing. I was cold watching that. Uh, dude, watching Patrick Mahomes' helmet like crack and just break off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good yeah. lord! But it went. We both picked Kansas City, so yeah. it went pretty much how we expected. Yeah, Dolphins are not cold weather guys. No, like they, they. Yeah, I mean. It's shown why Patrick Mahomes is at that, you know, why he's just consistently considered one of the best, like right yeah. now. Um, he's just gets it. He just gets it done. He's yeah. he's a winner and, and gets it done one yeah. way or another. He figures out a way. That team, that Dolphins team, is just so potent. Like it's just it's. I know it's all in hindsight, right? But like when you see just how good they're playing throughout the season, it's hard to. It's hard to doubt them, you know what I mean? Sure. But then you got you just got Kansas City who's been there, done it, and you know, yeah. doing continue to, to do it, even with all their receiving issues. Yeah. They're still doing it. So not surprised there. Yeah. The game that shocked the world. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers. Oh my God. going into Dallas and absolutely manhandling. Dominating. Just tearing them apart. Like put on a clinic. Yeah. Out coached. Yep. Outplayed. Scheme wise, effort wise, physicality, you name it. Everything. Everything. It, it was seemed an like absolute clinic. Yeah. I mean, Dak was just not in sync with CeeDee Lamb, who they've been so simpatico, like I mean, seemingly like every play. Yeah. And this they just couldn't connect. It was just so bizarre. Oh, it was so bad. Like they looked so bad. It was sad to see. I mean, dude, that team is like, I mean, and for the fans too. I know a lot of people like are haters now on Cowboy fans. It's easy to hate on them when they've like choked so many times. I, I don't like get any like satisfaction enough uh, yeah. out of like watching them choke. At this point, like I, you know, you kind of feel it. It feels like there's just like they've got that like thing on uh, their dark cloud. They got the cloud that's yeah. over them, and it's just um, like the angels there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll talk about Otani <laughs> yeah. again. Ugh. But um, yeah, that was I just a, that was just an ass kick, and I feel like some a lot of that was mental. But you're right; they got they just got out coached. They were just out of position like yeah. every play. Yeah, guys were wide open. Yeah, for Green Bay. Yep. Um, guys were jumping routes on Dak and just picking things up. Um, yeah, they, they looked, just got bullied. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, they really did. Um, I texted one of our listeners, one of our one of our buddies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, sorry about the the Cowboys." And he's like, "I'm used to it. They're allergic to football in January." <laughs> I was like, "That's a good line, man." Yeah. It's so they okay. Are. Is Mike McCarthy gonna get fired? Oh, dude, yeah, I'm sure what? he is. Okay, I feel bad for the Someone's guy. Someone's got to be the scapegoat. I feel bad for the guy a little bit. Yeah, because 
it's not like they've won games. They're winning a double digit games for the past three years. They yeah. just can't win in the playoffs. So yeah. is that a coaching thing or is that a quarterback thing? Because Dak, I mean, either way, I, it like it's it, it it always like the the onus is on like the head coach. Like that's the ultimate like whose responsibility it, it is. No matter what, even if it is like your quarterback can't get you into the postseason, then do something about your quarterback. Look, I mean, not to, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk, we're going to talk about the Rams right now, but the Rams went out and did that exact thing. Like their quarterback got them in a Super Bowl. It, I think everybody kind of knew with uh, Jared Goff that he wasn't like that kind of like that, that or winning quarterback. Or, or is, is he? he? Right, right. But they went out and got themselves a quarterback that, that could and won a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like it, if that's the case and Dak is your problem, the GM and the head coach have to kind of make a decision here and get a quarterback that is, you know, a, that's going to win you some games in the postseason. Is Jerry Jones in the way? Oh, he's always been in the way. That guy's like, he's always been like the, uh, like, like is, the he, interview, is, he, is he the what, dark cloud? What other dark cloud? I would, I mean, I don't, I can't say 100%, but I, I'm sure it's, it's part of it. How many owners do you know that take interviews after the game or take halftime interviews? He's the only one. That guy is just in the mix. He loves mixing it up. He loves being like Dude, the face of the ego franchise. Is probably. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it stood in the way. I'm sure, you know, if you got the uh, the behind the scenes uh yeah. from that organization a lot of people would tell you you know he just he kind of runs the strings or pulls the strings but i don't know i guess to uh to Kronke's credit he just gave you know less need the keys and just said here you guys figure it out do what you guys do best and got out of the way just let me know uh <laughs> what cut, what check i need to cut but i don't jerry i mean they call the place jerry's world yeah yeah, I mean, and the dude, the dude is in the way, and he doesn't even know it. Yeah, I mean, so if McCarthy is out, who I mean, do you bring you, in? You don't got, even say Belichick. Dude, Belichick is out of he's out of New England. Is dude, that there's no way those two guys would get along? Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe it takes a Belichick just to you know give him the finger and say, well, "No, we're doing this." If Jerry Jones is the problem, maybe Bill Belichick's the solution. Oof. I mean, uh, something something's going to yeah, be done, though. I, I don't think McCarthy keeps his job. It, it feels weird just kind of like, you know, being flippant about someone's job and career. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll land on his feet and get another coaching job. But he's getting money. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, that I think that's just the nature of this business. There needs to be a scapegoat. There needs to be someone who is, you the know. The reason why. Yeah, the yeah. reason. And I can see McCarthy being the – I mean, if not him, then I don't know who. Like, do you, you you get rid of Dak? You get somebody else? I'm sure there's a lot of people in Dallas that would want that. Yeah. He can win you games during the season, but postseason, he's just, he doesn't show up. What would you rather have? Well, Tony Romo had that a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's true. Would you rather have a quarterback that okay, gets you? Okay, but what's the one consistent factor the entire time? Jerry Jones is there. Yeah. They've gone through multiple head coaches, and they've gone through quarterbacks. Yeah, the but one, the one common denominator is the owner. I mean, but he was also there when Troy Eggman was your quarterback, and uh, and that was a special group. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's a special. I group. think it's even it's looking as the years go on, it's be it's more and more like yeah. special, and yeah, especially when you see around the league, like there ain't that kind of like dynamic with running back. Uh, yeah, that receiver, was a different quarterback, fullback too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daryl Johnson different. in there. Your your fullback's a stud and yeah. superstar. 
Yeah, it was just different. Yeah, it was a different but, era. Okay, let's move on. The Rams. Yeah. Heartbreak. And the Lions. Man. Heartbreaker. That I was, went with the Lions. Yeah. You picked the Rams. Of course. Of yeah. Course. Of course. And you, know, I think for good reason. Like, Rams have been on a tear. I mean, the game, the only game that they, you know, where the, well, the most recent game that they lost against Baltimore, like that, Baltimore is arguably one of the best, if not the best team in the NFL. Yeah. And they held their own, took it to overtime. There's a reason why a lot of people thought that game, uh, why the Rams were going to win it. I mean, Everybody was just kind of on their game. Defense is playing lights out. Offense is playing lights out. Puka Nakua is just balling oh, out. Gosh, he's so hard to tackle. Dude, that guy. He's is, got, I he's love watching crazy that guy. Strong. So the game kind of turns into a shootout. Yeah. Right? Not a lot of punting going on. No. But, right, just no, someone's no going down half. and scoring where they're kicking field goal or yeah. they're scoring touchdowns. And they're yeah. going that little bit of that back and forth. And there, there was that little bit of that lull. Where they both kind of are punting and kind of yeah. chess matching it yeah. up. Uh, at any point, or at what point did you think like the Rams are going to pull it off? Uh, I mean, it's hard to to get a grasp of like the game because everything's just so fluid when you're in it, right? You got things moving, like you got you know Rams are down by uh, you know double digits, and then they uh, you know bring it within three. Then there, I mean, it's just was like it's it? all over. Was that when it was? I I always had faith that they would. I, I kind of go through these like these this this ebbs the ebbs and flow, right? <laughs> <clears throat> One of them is the fear that this like think something's not going to happen, or they're not going to win, or they're not going to get that first down, they're not going to make that catch. Okay, but then you kind of have to remind yourself a that Matthew Stafford's under center. And that guy is just—he's a winner. He's Dude, a his stud. Angles, yes. And no look passes, yeah. Ooh. And so Ooh. I kind of, you know, I—I I look at that when I have that kind of like the fear that it's not going to happen. I'm looking at it through the prism of me playing that position and doing it. It seems like kind of impossible, right? Okay. But then I go, wait a minute. Let's look at it through Matthew Stafford's. Let's put it through that prism. Let's put it through Puka Nakua. Let's put it through. Uh, you know, through um, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald let's Cup, put it yeah. through Cooper Cup, let's put it through everybody. And it's like that kind of like that fear kind of goes away. It's like, of course they're going to do it. Like, dude, these guys are fucking studs, yeah. right? So it's it, it it the ebbs and flows are like that doubt of it happening, but then remembering like just how special this team is and how they've just been playing lights out. And so there's always that confidence, even on that, like, on the last play, it was uh, it was tough. Like I mean, Puka got like there was a little bit of a tug there. I'm always in favor of no call. I'm always in favor of just There's let him play. There's a lot of that over this weekend. Yeah, a lot of it. And and I'm okay with that. I would prefer but that's we can see in some replay and the refs can't. Right, like, right. And I'm I much prefer uh, a no call and just let those guys kind of like duke it out. Uh, because there was plenty of calls, no calls on each side. You know yeah. what I mean. And I don't like call. Uh, games being decided on like a penalty we've talked about it's the I mean, worst talked, way remember the yeah baltimore the, yeah. uh i think it was a uh, kansas city baltimore yeah. where uh there uh, uh yeah, humphrey got that like holding call right or uh, it was like no it was like a late hit or something on uh, patrick mahomes as he was running out of bounds and then that 15 yard penalty put him in like it just gave him the first down oh, that was the Bengals. oh Bengals, Bengals, right yeah. right that so but but you, either way i would prefer the game to be like I don't like it to be called on a penalty. Yeah. Um. So 
you know, he got a little tug or whatever. He couldn't get open, and uh, and you know, game game the game's over at that point. Yeah. I mean, there's no. It was it was a tough. Actually, it was before that because they ended up punting, which I thought. If they get a couple first downs, which they have been, Jared Goff, to his credit, was playing pretty lights out. He was he was dialed in the first half. In the second half, he kind of just disappeared. But first half, he was making his, you know, he was hitting his targets. He had a lot of time. And uh, the yeah. moment that the Rams start putting a little bit of pressure and getting in his face, that old Jared Goff started coming, almost turned it over on one play yes. when he like did yeah, that yeah. little fucking like, shot put <laughs> like he's like trespass yeah i was yeah, like there was he so is weird. there's that's the old the jared i know <laughs> okay so there's a couple factors why i think the rams lost one cooper cup was a non-factor yeah one like one catch on a on a critical fourth down he was clutch but non-factor everyone knew the ball was going to puka yeah that was it Except in the red zone where it's like that's their bread and butter and you're just going to go to like Cooper Cup. Yeah, so just, so I, I thought that was one part yeah. that they had no other real threat. Yeah. So that was one. Jared Goff played well. Yeah. I thought. He, he played well. Yeah. The Lions running backs I was super impressed with. But also I the whole way leading into that game, everyone's talking about Stafford going back. Yeah. Dude, what about Jared Goff, who yeah. the team that got rid of you yeah. is now coming to play you in the first play? You know, I don't know. That right. like I didn't I felt like his storyline didn't get played up enough. Oh yeah, he didn't get and, he didn't get the respect for sure. And so when he like won and did it, like I was just I was happy for that guy. Yeah. And happy for the organization. I think Dan Campbell's a dude as a coach. Yeah. It, it's it's hard not to be happy for an organization. Like, uh, kind of going back to what I said before, like, I love the underdog story. Yeah. Um, oh, God. That place is. <laughs> yeah. They're below the dog. <laughs> they're below the underdog. Uh, but uh, it, it's still, it still stings. It's my team. And, and you know, I think that storyline, it. It's a. It was a great storyline. It, it was so kind of, I mean, not to get kind of, out there with it but it was like a poetic thing for sure. how it all kind of came how it all happened how it all you know the first playoff win and however many years and it's from your you know you Former, beat your yeah yeah and to yeah. get to that point um you know in this season for the rams it was you know supposed to be the rebuild season it was supposed you know rams weren't supposed to have this kind of success with you know the amount of uh the, the rookie class that they had and dude the rookie class is crazy good yeah and there's like a lot of positive things uh Stafford coming back i think he is yeah i think he he still has a time on his contract he's but getting old he is but dude the guy still he's balls he's still sob oh man you see he his, his hand his eyes were rolling <laughs> back dude he he did a, a force quit on that thing he yeah. like restarted he rebooted yeah man. his eyes were impressed. checked out i was impressed for sure yeah he's a he's a stud but you know hey listen it's uh it, i think of all the games that was by far the most entertaining one it was the oh, closest one yes. everything else was was a blowout it was a really weird weekend of games yeah. including the last two that uh that happened say, just let's a talk about ago. the last two so um the bills yeah just beat the doo-doo out of the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. That game looked really cold. I don't know what it is about those cold games. 
Oh, yeah, it hurts Every, watching it. It hurts watching. Everyone's a step slow. Yeah. There's not a lot of, you know, I, I don't know. But the Dude, Bills looks I mean, good. Josh in, Allen looks good. I played in snow. You played it in snow. Terrible. It is, it, like, I've, I've maybe played in, like, 40-degree weather at the it at the worst. so overrated. And that's awful. I can't imagine playing in negative anything. It is so overrated. <laughs> your feet hurt. Your hands hurt. It is terrible. Don't recommend it. Yeah. Um. Dude, but the Bills, Josh Allen looked good. I yeah. have a bone to pick with Josh Allen, though. Yeah. Dude, he ran the ball for, like, long run here, long run there, broke one for a touchdown. Yeah. The next, like, one, he goes and he slides. Okay. Okay. The uh, Steelers defender, I believe it was Miles Jack, tries to, like, lit up, but kind of, like, hits him. Yeah. And gets a flag. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Josh, are you... Are you're gonna run us over? Yeah, and go score, or yeah. are you sliding? And yeah, we have to play this. What are we doing? Game. <laughs> yeah. He's I now. That's now a strategy. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Yeah, no. I it, look. I think he's he's a running quarterback. I think he's. I, I mean, if I would guess, he's probably playing that to his advantage and taking advantage of the fact that most people are gonna know that he's coming in to, you know, to he. Like Josh Allen doesn't let up. Like he usually will, be, you know, bury yeah, his and head. And then the and one time one. he does, yeah, you know, he he gets fifteen yards. For, like, yeah, I just don't. I I think that I would prefer that he just slid every time because that dude. I love watching him play, and I just do not want to see him get hurt. I don't want to see him like, and we've talked about it before. Like that guy's gonna get hurt at some point. The way that he runs, like yeah. it's just uh, it's just a matter of time until he either gets his bell rung or if he. You know, something just where he's he's just he's going to injure himself. So, dude, take the slide every time. And maybe yeah. they're, the coaches are telling him, hey, you got to start doing this a little bit more because we need you to be healthy for you know the rest of the season. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I would prefer that because, yeah, uh, yeah him burying his head every time he's <laughs> yeah. he breaks one is uh, it's a little scary. So the Bills beat up on the Steelers. Yeah. That was a no biggie. And then the last game, a little shocking. I'd say it's very sh- well shocking in that if the, you were to the, tell me at the, <laughs> the Bucks destroyed Philadelphia. It was Baker Mayfield was like like he was playing back at Oklahoma. He's just yes. slinging it all over the field. It was it was it. Was, I mean that whole. The whole Eagles season has just been like... There's something going on. There's something. Remember last year when we were talking about the coaches and the coaching carousel, and they lost both coordinators. Yeah. I think somewhere down the line, something caught up. The players looked exhausted and tired. Yeah. They'd lost, what, six of the last seven or or something odd like that. You know, five of the last six or whatever. Yeah. And Dude, they lost to the Cardinals. They lost to they lost the teams that they had no business losing to. Just like they looked so drained. And yeah, over it. drained over it. I mean, out of position. You talk about like just being out coached. It just seems like they. Yeah. Every every play there. I mean, it, either someone got their playbook and just knew exactly where they were going to be and were able to stop it every single time, or I mean, I don't know what man because. They were always out of position. They were always like the receivers were always had like I mean, oh, they were covered all night, all night. All covered well, AJ Brown night. being out did yeah. not help the situation at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, um, but also on the on the 
defensive side, they they couldn't stop anything. Like, like receivers are just getting, yeah, getting like so bad. Getting, uh, yeah, they were covered up. Uh, uh, or sorry, the receivers were just wide open, like every single play. But I, I don't know what the hell's going on with that team. They're yeah. gonna have to figure something out. Yeah, I feel bad for Kelsey. He, I don't know. He seems like a good dude. Yeah, I mean, but. Part it of the takes game. you so far. Yeah, part of the game, I guess. So, okay. So, let's look forward to Saturday and Sunday. You're going to have two uh, two games. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Texans, Ravens. Oh, Ravens. Yeah. Ravens. There's no way Texans are going to pull this off twice. I agree. Yeah. I don't think they got enough juice to do it twice. No. I, don't I think, think so. they'll be in the game. Yeah. I think they'll keep it close. Yeah, and make the Ravens sweat it a little bit. Yeah, but I think Lamar Jackson is just too. That's just he'll he'll find a way. I mean, that's one thing that playing uh, in Baltimore. Yeah, playing in Baltimore. I just there's no way. Um, it, it might be a close game, and and maybe uh, uh, C.J. Stroud does you know put put up some numbers, but I can't I can't imagine he he, he can take down the giant. Agreed. Okay, Green Bay traveling to Frisco, dude. That I. I I know they've been on a on a tear. It's like you can't look at the the uh, like the uh, win loss column and just kind of like do the math on that. You got to look at kind of how they've been playing recently. Yeah, and they've been playing really really well. But Dude, Jordan so- Love looked like I hate saying the dude's name. He looked like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. He he looked really really good. Yeah, his throwing like the way uh, like it's bizarrely like similar yes. how his like releases how his like feet coming off the ground yeah like throwing it off throwing it yeah. like yeah when he's up in the air i i don't think that i i just can't imagine he they take again unless something happens like what happened last year with purdy getting injured uh i can't imagine they take down san francisco san francisco's just they're just solid man it pains me to say it but they've just been they they're not a mess around team they're not a team that like mails it in they're not a team like that uh like that who knows which team is going to show up dude they show up they play they kick your ass yeah. and they they're move on so explosive on offense they are just seriously with debo debo <laughs> samuels i got, mean they got so many weapons yeah. that just by that just from that like yeah who do you stop there you know so i mean short of them like doing something like monumental uh, like getting injured or something like that i can't imagine niners know. Yeah, I'd say Niners. I'm taking the Niners too. Yeah. Okay. Tampa Bay traveling to Detroit. Yeah. Can the Lions keep it going? I think so. I think they got a lot of momentum. I think they. Uh, I think. I mean, as well as like Tampa Bay has been playing. I don't know if it was an anomaly or if that's going to be like you know typical of their game, but the Lions' defense. I like. I know their secondary gave up like some big plays, but yeah. they shut down. Puka and they shut down Cooper Cup when they needed to. They, I mean, I don't know if that's their strategy. Just you know, and even on the plays that they gave up, I mean, they didn't like bust them. No, they I mean, one okay, Puka like just gave him a little oh, stick yeah, move, little stutter, yeah, stutter step, and like ran it up the seam, and he the corner bit hard on that. Yeah. I mean, maybe, um, you know, maybe that's the strategy, but I mean, their corners like they they. They didn't. Uh, they gave up some a couple big plays, but they still 
um, you know, stop them when they needed to. And I know it's hard to say when Puka put up like 180 <laughs> yards. <laughs> okay, so take so the Lions. So I think that the Lions D is is their defensive line stacked. I think their uh, secondary is that they, I mean, they could do some, like they can, that's the Achilles heel. Okay. If they, if they don't like give up some big plays, I don't know, man. I think the Lions, I think the Lions look really good. I think they can, I don't think, Tampa Bay is going to beat them. Okay. How about you? I agree. I'm going to go Lions. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if Detroit blew their load and come out and lay an egg. Yeah. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. I've co- oh, I've coached a long time. Yeah. Those emotional wins. <clears throat> yeah. That was re- huge. Re- Filling that emotional cup, yeah, to get yourself ready to go for the next week, yeah, is not easy. That as a, as a as a player <laughs> and as a coach, we've gone through it as players. Oh yeah, and as as a coach, and to get your guys to practice hard, um, and to just find it, it is hard. So that is a good point. I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna take Detroit, okay, but with an asterisk, with 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 a little. Not shocked if Tampa yeah. Bay goes in and wins. I could, yeah, I yeah. could see that. I could see that. I mean, for them, this is like it's a win for them that they've yeah. gotten this far. There's, there's, if if the season ended, yeah, they, we've had one of the best seasons we've ever had. In, yeah, or and know, it's also Jared history. Goff. Jared Goff, like, I mean, there's a reason why. <laughs> such a hater on that guy. I, it's not that I, because I, I have, and I think I've said it here before. Like, I've rooted for him. I want like. <laughs> Every like that's like the common theme right now is like what are the w- one of the most even like trades that's ever taken place in the NFL like all right good for them they got like themselves a a, a quarterback that's gonna that got them into the postseason but one of the reasons why everybody was like okay seeing him go was he just doesn't win in big moments he doesn't come through like he gets rattled he that's always been the the, the Jared Goff that we know you know what I mean well now. We'll get to see. He had we'll his one moment, his one big moment last week. Maybe I'm with you now. Now I'm going to go with the Bucks. <laughs> He's okay, going to okay. fold. He's going to fold. <laughs> okay. Uh, last one. Kansas City has to travel yeah. to Buffalo. Yeah. Which usually when this game takes place, this playoff, it's usually the Bills having to go to Kansas City. Right. And Josh Allen always gets close, but he never finishes it. Right. This time he's got him at home. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. With a half a helmet yeah. rolling in, <laughs> half a helmet. Who wins? Uh, dude, I I would love uh, I would love them to be dethroned by Bills Mafia and Josh Allen and Josh Allen get get a win. I I don't. However, I know it's it's still the Chiefs, and no matter how poorly they've played, look, they've got their Achilles heel is their receivers as well. Like everyone knows that yeah. they don't have. Uh, they don't have clutch receivers. They have like that. That has lost them most of their games is drop passes. Uh, you, you think, know. You think uh, Kelsey is distracted? Oh, from Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's such a bizarre storyline, dude. That's <laughs> so terrible. I have like it's such a weird one. Like I have like I. I like Taylor Swift, I, and her music is like it's good. And you know, she always gets the uh, the nod for like writing her own stuff. She's talented, and she's super talented. She fills up stadiums, dude. She, in her own right, is like a stud. But 
I don't need that incorporated into football. Like that storyline being like anytime you talk about like Chiefs football is so played out and so like and it's lame. All the time. It's all, all the, time. the time. I don't want to hear about it. I am so I've like I'm I've had an ass full of Taylor Swift. <laughs> And she's infiltrated football, and I think everybody should really kind of, like, take a long, hard look in the mirror and realize, like, what we're doing here. Yes. We've created this monster, and the more that everybody talks about it, the more it just keeps, like, perpetuating this whole problem. Like, enough okay, with it. Okay, let's stop. Okay. <laughs> God, we'll stop. Let's not be part of the problem. Yeah. Okay. So, who wins? Sorry. Uh, I mean, I'll go. I, I just kind of have to go Kansas City. I think they'll just find a way to like pull it out. I, I want the Bills to win. I really, I want the Bill. I would. I mean, I. I this think we, is the year. I, I, I hope, man. This is the year the Bills do it. You think so? They got a home game. Yeah, they still got to go through. T- Taylor Swift is a distraction. Mm-hmm. Brittany Mahomes a distraction. Yeah, the Bills Mafia is going to show up. That place is going to be rocking. Yeah. Josh Allen is going to finally get over the hump and be a superstar. Like, a, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Uh, On the big stage. I'm taking the Bills. Bills. And not not only do I think they're going to they're gonna beat them, I think they're going to beat them up. Do you think so? I do. think it's going to be a blowout? Not a blowout, but it's going to be a yeah, physical, tough uh, game. Like, they handled them. And I think they're Dang. gonna. I think the Bills are gonna do it. Wow! All I right. like. I like Dalton Kincaid. I like Knox. I think Stephon Diggs. We've talked about him before with Josh oh, Allen. Yeah. I don't know. I think they can do it. Dang! All right. Yeah. Well, they still got to go through Baltimore or Baltimore and or uh, Houston, but I think we know it's gonna be Baltimore. Yeah. Um, so but we'll see. Yeah. One week at a time. Dude, one week. Yeah. Let's not fast forward. Let's look this. This week coming up. Yeah. Good games. That. Excited. Excited. But yeah. yeah. Good stuff coming up. All right. Well, dude, it feels good just to be back and talk football, talk, uh, you know, about what we got uh, going on and all that. So this is uh, it's good. Good to be back in here. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll take a break. Uh, we've got some new sponsors uh, that you'll hear, some new, uh, some new guys coming in. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk some more. All right, this episode is brought to you by Pro West Electrical. Uh, Pro West Electrical is owned by our friend, uh, who we went to high school with, Anthony Sabasco. Uh, he's got over 15 years of electrical experience. Uh, his company does panel replacement, do recessed lighting. Uh, they actually did all the electrical and the recessed lighting in my house. They do switches, EV chargers, ring doorbell. They'll change a light bulb uh, in your house if you want them to, if you pay them to. <laughs> That's right. And you can visit their website, prowestelectrical.net, or you give them a call, 714-306-1570. Pro West Electrical, powering up your world. All right, we are back. All right, so in the first segment uh, of this episode, I mentioned um, that I bought a house, um, and I think it's a perfect opportunity just to kind of give our listeners a breakdown of how this process worked uh, or went for me, uh, and how you know maybe that'll help them kind of navigate some of that stuff. So, um, you know, we we start uh, we can start at kind of like square one. We went out and we've been looking for a specific property, a specific house in mind. 
Um, we wanted something that we could put some work into, uh, get some sweat equity. Um, we did that on our last house, did some stuff and, you know, it paid dividends. So, you know, we thought we'd do the same thing uh, this time around, but, um, it, you know, it took a while to find that right spot. There was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of houses that are in just complete, you know, uh, disarray and need a lot of work. Um, and it was really hard to find one that was, live in move in ready but also was outdated enough to where we can do the work and and you know really have it pay pay dividends yeah. um, you don't want to be house broke yeah you don't want to be house broke you don't want to just like pay through the nose through something that's already done um you know typically when if someone's done the work you're not just paying for you know cost of materials and labor like you're paying a premium to get flooring done or like a kitchen done yeah uh, and we didn't want that. We wanted to get and, and, and do, you know, our own, uh, do it to our own style. So um, we found one in Orange. Uh, it was the perfect place. It's exactly what we were looking for. Um, you know, one of the things that I look for um, is some of the things that are already in the property that you don't have to do. Now, this particular one uh, had a, a new air conditioning system that was installed. Um, I mean, that's a huge uh, burden uh, that I don't have to now bear because it's already done. I mean, doing that central, work. Central air is huge. Central air is huge. And a lot of these houses that are a little bit older and orange don't have central air. I used to live in one. Yeah. yeah. And so having that done, it was, you know, something that we didn't have to worry about. It's a fairly new system, which is really nice. Um, it had an upgraded electrical panel, um, a 200 amp panel, which again, it's something that costs, like if you were to redo that yourself, it costs money and having that already done, it was like, that's already taken care of and I don't have yeah. to worry about that. So two really big things from the start that were already just, you know, pluses for me. Um, there was original hardwood floor in the bedrooms uh, that just needed to be sanded and, you know, stained and touched I up. mean, you know, you were yeah. there with me yeah. <laughs> doing it. Um, and then, um, you know, the, the whole space itself was, it was spacious. It was a huge lot. It was a 7,500 square foot lot, which in orange is, you know, really big. And your backyard is huge. It's massive. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, I try and buy as much property as I can, um, because, you know, you can always add on to the house. You can always, uh, add on to your square footage. I'm sure it costs some money, but you know, it's possible, but you can never add on to your property line. I mean, that's just not yeah. something that's really feasible once property lines are already, you know, uh, laid out as they are. Um, so we found that spot. It was the perfect uh, place for us. Um, you know, we put in our offer. Um, we, um, well, we, let me ask you that. Okay. Yeah. So you're putting in an offer. Yeah. So how do you know? Or what, I mean, what did you guys do? Like, do you go over, like, the asking price, maybe a little bit below, maybe get in a bidding war? Yeah. Like, what was the, I don't know, strategy that you... Yeah, it's, no, it's a good question. There's a lot of different ways that you can go into a property, and it's, every one of them is a little bit different, depending on where the starting price was uh, for that, for that house. So... If they went into it and price it really low, uh, you know, there's a strong chance that a lot of the offers that are going to come in are going to come in over that price. Yeah. And it's just a matter of figuring out, do you want to offer enough to where you are going to have to continue to bid with other people? Do you want to offer just something like really, you know, high and above to win your you know offer out outright? 
But then there's also other things that kind of come into play, um, you know, not just like price, but also uh, what kind of um, contingencies are going to be put in place. We've yeah. talked about it before, inspection, things like that. You know, if we were to put in the same exact offer number wise, but I had no contingencies and yours had three, yeah. you know, our offers are not the same. You know, yours would be uh, it would just look different if there's no contingencies compared to one. And that could be the difference of like thousands of dollars, right? Yeah, just, yeah, okay. for sure. So, you know, it you could, you know, for us and what we did, we just came in right, right at asking price. We, f- we thought it was pretty fair considering, you know, where um, some of the other prices uh, were for property sizes that si- similar. Uh, similar do you know sizes. what other people are offering? No, everybody plays it really close to the vest. Okay. Yeah, because... I mean, if we were to just be so transparent and say, here's the offer that we have, I mean, it would be, you know, it's not really advantageous to the, the listing agent to just kind of show his cards. He kind of wants to act as if, okay. you know, I mean, just to kind of play the scenario out like on an extreme, if he has an offer uh, at, you know, f- the property is listed at a million dollars, he has a, a, a an offer at 900000 and somebody else is saying, like, hey, I want this house. What do I have to beat? If he goes, oh, 900000 then, oh, yeah, I'll just go 925 and let's call okay. it a day. Okay. But if he just kind of plays coy and says, hey, listen, we've got a, a really good offer. I can't tell you where it's at, but I can tell you that, you know, a full asking price offer will get you the property uh, or a little over asking would get you the property, something like that. Yeah. You're not exactly saying what your offer is, but if you're alluding to it, which it's, I mean, every situation is a little bit different, but that's kind yeah. of like, you know, you don't really want to like show your hand completely. Yeah. Having said all that, there is a, you know, you kind of have your finger on the pulse of what houses are selling for. Now, you never know what someone's willing to pay for a house. You can go in there and you could be like, let's say you started searching for your house a year ago and you've gotten so tired of searching this one checks all the boxes it's the one for you you might just go all in if this is listed at a million dollars maybe you go 1.1 and just say hey i'm like i'm all in on this and i'm not losing it you know what i mean so it's a little bit like market value is a little bit different than just straight like you know what the other like properties have sold for um i mean having said that we just went in at asking price um we um it's a little bit of like the like Talking to the listing agent, getting like a, you know, kind of assuring him that when he's going to enter into contract with me or an us that he's, you know, we're going to see this through and give him all the confidence. And sure. you tell him a little bit about yourself. You give them like all the reasons to like you, want to sell to you and want to work with you. Uh, and that's kind of part of the kind of strategy in trying to get your offer accepted. Um I mean, uh, so, you know, we, we got our offer accepted. We opened up escrow at that point. Uh, you put in your uh, your earnest money deposit. Uh, we did 2%. I like to just do a 2% of the purchase price. Um, it shows that, you know, it's not the just typical 1.5%. You're putting a little bit more. No one's going to negotiate and trying to get you to come up from that. And that's all just to say this is the money that we're going to put in there that's going to be the assurance that you need that we're going to see this through because that deposit if we don't live up to our end of the deal that that money can be gone 
we did a 2% down, um, 2% uh, earnest money deposit down, which is different than the down payment. Yeah. Um, and then started doing our due diligence. We did an inspection. Um, we, you know, did a pretty thorough, the inspector that I use is really thorough and really gets into all the, you know, nooks and crannies and finds out what's going on with the property and if there's something that needs to be addressed. Um, and he found out there was something uh, in the roof that needed to be addressed. And um, so found out how much it would cost to do uh, the thing that was pointed out and, um, uh, you know, ask for the credit for the work. You can negotiate it. You can go one of two ways. You can negotiate it and just say, this is needs to be addressed. You go ahead and do the work yourself. Um, or you just um, ask for the credit and say, this is how so much So why it did costs. you go with the credit and so, not have them do it? Yeah. For, for me, and the way that I prefer to do it is uh, if we were to just say, hey, this is the work that needs to be done, um, and we need this to be done before closing, one, it could hold up escrow you can you could have a uh you know someone who's going to fix that uh that problem they could have a busy schedule and you know they can't get around to it for one or two weeks and in that time everything's just kind of held up until this thing gets taken care of right so you can ask for that to be done but there's a good chance that it could just kind of slow the whole process down secondly if I am the seller and I someone's asking to have this work get done, there's no reason for the seller to find the best possible plumber, electrician, X, Y, or Z, whatever it is, and pay top dollar to get it done the way that you know the owner would want that work to be done. The owner is wanting to check this off the list and just get it done. Now, that can kind of lead to... Uh, you know, the work being done not properly. It could, yeah, it could half-ass work. Yeah, it's just inherent, like, in that situation, like, there's no incentive for the sell, or for the seller to find the best person to do it. In fact, it's the opposite. I want to save as much money as I can <laughs> and find some <laughs> Joe Schmo who's going to do it for a nickel. Yeah. So just based on that, that inherent situation is it's not good for the buyer to request the work to be done. It's just... There's never a scenario where it's going to, um, you know, it's going to be beneficial. Now, there are times where, you know, it's just easier to have, um, you know, it's easier to have the the work get done or there's a, a, a buyer that wants the work to be done. He doesn't want to mess with it. Yeah. Um, you know, something like, let's say there's a, a water heater that needs to be replaced. Well, I don't want to have to deal with, uh, you know, dealing with the plumber to come out, change it. And then like, you know, if it doesn't work or there's a bigger problem that's hidden underneath that, I don't want to have to be surprised with that later on. Let's just get you to do the work. And if there is a bigger problem, then you can fix it because my request is to have that completely done. So by, so the roof thing, you, you're pretty confident that you, you could get it done. Yeah, I had a good. Uh, well, actually, Executive Construction, our our, uh, yeah. our sponsor from last uh, season, uh, Brett, uh, came out and his guys. Uh, I mean, not only were they confident that they can do it, they did it and they knocked it out yeah. um, and got that all taken care of. So it's all uh, squared away in that regard. I did that after the fact. I asked for the credit. Now that process of asking for a credit. You don't have to, as a seller, you don't have to issue any kind of credit. You don't have to, um, I could ask for, you know, 
and there's no obligation to the seller that uh, they have to do that. Um, It's kind of in good like practice for everybody just to do things to kind of move the move the whole thing along. What we asked for wasn't, you know, an obscene amount of money. It was, you know, there were some other things that were noted in the inspection that were kind of minimal that me as a handyman kind of could take care of it in a, you know, in a weekend. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't anything that would, you know, that would, uh, sure. that was difficult to do. And so for those things, I didn't ask for the credit for the bigger item. I said, you know, this is going to take uh, some uh, construction work or, you know, my con- uh, contractor to, to do this. And yeah. this is what it's going to cost. Um, and you know, the, to the seller's credit, they were really, um, you know, they were happy to, to just kind of appease everybody and push the deal forward and make things easy for everyone. And they agreed, which was really, um, it was great. I mean, everybody walks away feeling like, okay, this wasn't too bad. I got what I wanted. Uh, the sellers got what they wanted. Everybody walks away kind of happy. Um, so at that point, once the inspection was done, we figured out like the, you know, costs and credit and what that was going to be. Um, we get that issued to us in the form of a document that says, this is how much you're getting. Um, and at that point we removed our inspection contingency, which until that gets handled, you don't remove that contingency. It stays in place. Um, everything got settled. We all agreed. The inspection contingency was removed. Loan contingency was removed. Appraisal was removed. Everything was Moving forward, uh, we put in the rest of the money that we uh, were, you know, obligated to put in for contractually, yeah. and that was it. We recorded title, light. and and the the house is ours, and then it was ours to do, you know, whatever things that we wanted to do with. Which um, that part of it is, um, you know, we'll we'll talk more about that part of it. There was yeah. a lot of just you know things that we did. Uh, to make it our own, um, you know, not things that were out of the realm of possibility for anybody who, you know, buys a house can approach. Um, they're relatively easy if you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. And that's going to be um, another uh, part of it that we'll discuss in some later episodes and get into some of those, you know, specifics of what was done. And you can speak to it too, because you were we, there. Are we going to tell the stories of how we cut our hands, turn up your bathroom <laughs> yeah. floor? <laughs> yeah. We'll go through it all. And yeah, now you've got firsthand experience of yeah. doing some of that, uh, some of that work and seeing, you know, kind of how everything kind of came out afterwards. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll get it into fun. it. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. But yeah, in the meantime, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those, we'll get to those, uh, episodes, uh, later. In the meantime, it's just good to be back. Good yeah. to be back and, uh, yeah, get back into the swing of things. Studios, awesome. Feels good to be in a, like, our legit spot, yeah. our home base. I know. We don't have to tear everything down. <laughs> oh, dude, all this is going to stay as it is. The microphone stand is going to stay where it's at. Yes. For the next episode, but uh, yeah, thank you guys, everybody who uh, came back and is uh, back on board with us. Uh, we'll keep uh, putting out more episodes. Uh, thanks for sticking with us through the hiatus. Uh, I know it was kind of a long time, but yeah. we're back and we'll, we'll keep bumping them out. So yeah, sounds meantime, good. Yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in. Yeah, all right, we'll be back with another episode of Real in the Field, uh, and uh, yeah, until then. Peace.